Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at creators' lessons on Darth Vader and the Star Wars Empire. Carl, we've, we've visited questions about Star Wars in the past and gotten some very, very interesting answers from creator on it. And that's kind of what spawned this particular episode. We kind of built up to this, but I think this is a blockbuster episode coming up. Well, I, I was skeptical with uh, your list of questions, you know, thinking, well, okay, how, how much can we mine out of this? I mean, after all, this is fiction, and <laughs> it, it's, can we get much divine wisdom from a screenplay? But there's a backstory, and there's a bigger picture that this screenplay exists because of. And so it's an interesting prism to use to reflect on reality because it has a lot of reality in it depicted in the characters and the plot. Way more than most people appreciate. We've That's what we've learned for sure. Um, and the first question is is really interesting. <laughs> and I know a surprising one that most people would never consider. You ask creator, we have learned from previous channelings that fictional movies can contain a surprising amount of truth and that some screenplays can even be characterized as divine revelations. When we consider how little direct communication between the divine and most humans actually takes place, it makes sense that the divine realm would make use of creative inspiration to send messages to humanity that almost no other realistic mean has no other realistic means of reaching large numbers of people. That said, we have learned that the Star Wars saga is one of the most densely packed divine message purveyors perhaps ever filmed. Would it be accurate to say that George Lucas was not merely a creative filmmaker, but perhaps even a modern-day prophet. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and this is Creator's words that I channeled about that question. In a true sense, all human beings who are currently awakened to believe in divine truth and be relatively uncorrupted by the darkness are functioning as divine prophets in all they do, for they are portraying divine energy on the march in everything they take on, their thoughts, their feelings, and their agendas. The end product may or may not be lofty, but it will always be seeking something better and in divine alignment, at least in major respects. Granted, we are speaking about a relatively low number of human beings percentage-wise, And that is because of mind control manipulation to make so very many humans complacent and oblivious to the larger truth of the darkness creeping in. And their hold on reality in a world marked by goodness is slipping steadily away. Everyone who fulfills their life mission of doing something to help overcome the problem of evil can justly take great pride in their achievement. For most falter and fall by the wayside or never get started during the course of their lifetime, being consumed by prosaic human needs and their lack of curiosity results in lack of creativity and a lost opportunity to have new ideas and ask penetrating questions 
that will lead them to seek important answers. And then the deeper truths will remain hidden and unavailable to those corrupted similarly. Lucas, in that sense, was a prophet because he was portraying perhaps the most important saga of your age. Like others before, the stories of the Greeks and their fight with the gods and so on, there are many recurring themes throughout history that have a parallel purpose. And each era has its own level of sophistication and innate ability to understand the message for what it truly represents as a warning about the dangers looming from a would-be conqueror. Your age has out in the open quite clearly an ongoing saga of wrestling with extraterrestrial manipulations, corruption, and potential annihilation. This has happened before and has plagued humanity all along the way because you've been manipulated by multiple extraterrestrial predators who are now present, running your world as an extraterrestrial alliance of dark beings. This story is quite close to that depicted in the Star Wars series of an evil empire traveling about in spaceships to conquer and subjugate other worlds and a tiny rebellion of truth seekers opposing them and hoping to win out to serve a greater good rather than the evil represented by power and conquest as an ultimate achievement. So what is being served is truly the divine perspective and hope for you as a species, that you will rise above your oppressors, throw off their chains, and heal them to raise them up from their depravity. So the agenda we have for you is somewhat different than what is portrayed in the motion pictures, but that is understandable, as the more human-level perspective cannot think much beyond the idea of warfare, even when done for a lofty purpose, and with a lofty kind of energy serving them, as was depicted in the Jedi Knights using the Force to help protect and empower them against the evil invaders. So how about that, Carl? George Lucas? Profit. <laughs> well, the oh, message right. is the is the madness. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, to coin a phrase there. You know, and I, I fear we've lost our audience already now. I mean, come on, what are you guys talking about? You were under siege from ETs and they're gonna take over. I mean, this is this is reality. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't to want say. it to be this way, but this is this is what we've been told for quite some time now, and the signs are gathering about the reality of this. Yes, and when it's, you have even somebody like Mister Rogers talking about <laughs> extraterrestrials, you know it's a problem, right? <laughs> well, when we talk to light beings, it, they always mention it because it's the number one consideration uh, and worry and concern of the, all those back in the light in the heavenly yes. realm. They're looking Without down exception. at us with, with shock and with fear. Well, maybe they're not having fear because they're, you know, they're in bliss. Yes. They're up there with, with the creator, but, but they're fearful for us and what yes. we're going to go through. Absolutely. And that's without exception, by the way, it doesn't matter who we, who you've channeled. It, it always comes up. You ask creator, the character of Darth Vader is so central to the entire saga of Star Wars that it would not be a stretch to say that Star Wars was really the story of Darth Vader. In the movies actually written and directed by George Lucas, we see a young Anakin Skywalker mature to a highly skilled but arrogant and power-hungry Jedi Knight who, 
tempted by the evil Palpatine, eventually embraces the dark side. Star Wars is a complete character journey and even analysis of a soul's descent from good to evil and then rehabilitation back to good. As a composite figure and cautionary tale about how, corrupts, how power corrupts absolutely, how closely does the fall of Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader parallel the fall of the Archangel Lucifer? Okay, it's all about power, is it not? We see that in our world, on, on the world stage, every day. Oh, yes. This is what Creator tells us. You are seeing clearly a true parallel here, that the issue of power is the lure of imposing one's will over others while being impervious to harm or a backlash, so one has the ultimate authority to achieve prominence in a secure perch and becomes untouchable. That is a dream of all tyrants, to be the king of the hill, the ultimate overlord. But the image is a false one, because a journey to power takes one away from the divine and not towards it. So it is an illusion only, because it is removing energy and the power to be divine in the pursuit of folly, a kind of false god. And that is always what one finds in the mirror in achieving what is felt to be victory, to become an exalted leader through conquering others and subjugating them. It is a tenuous perch at best, and the karmic penalties and obligations generated by applying tremendous negativity, causing much harm to others to gain the advantage, does not go unnoticed by the law of karma, and it will bring back around to you every bit of the suffering and difficulty you engineered through such a conquest to gain greater and greater power by wheeling it over others who were weaker to gain the upper hand and have control over them. That will ultimately prove to be illusory and temporary at best. There will be a comeuppance and a fall from grace, and this is guaranteed to happen. So there is a similar grand saga depicted in many periods of history discussing wars and counter wars and dynasties that hold sway, conquer nations, and then fall or collapse from within at the hands of outside forces seeking the same privileges and using the same strategies, but perhaps having greater numbers and become unstoppable. Or the inner corruption from holding power, leading to complacency and becoming too tempting a target creates a growing vulnerability. And eventually some outside agents or force will seek their destruction, wanting to take over in their place. The origin of such ideas and all such negativity with evil intention at its core is a mirror of the fall from grace of Lucifer and his cohort of angelic beings who began to serve their own egos in wanting more and more special privileges and greater control of things as a kind of power to consolidate their position and parlay their achievements into more tangible rewards of a selfish kind, and gave rise to the iconic representation of serving the ego over divine truth and divine objectives for living, which are not solely about the self, but achieving a balance of self-interest, self-accomplishment, and self-satisfaction with the needs of others in society as a whole, so that some personal goals also involve service. You have many examples in human history of people who serve a greater good and become great as an individual in the doing. 
the famous martyrs, the humanitarians who gave their energy and time for a cause beyond themselves, or even sacrificed their lives while pursuing the upliftment of others in the righting of wrongs and were perhaps killed for their efforts by people corrupted in serving the darkness. All such stories are dramatic and very much on point in a representation of the kinds of issues at stake still for humanity and which put you personally on the firing line here and now within your lives currently. Being close to the front lines, you will see this play out within your lifetime, a grand turning point in the energies that will enable once and for all the conquest of evil or its victory over truth, which will lead to your demise and the disappearance of humanity from the earth altogether. One or the other will happen, and it will be ultimately traceable to whether you add your talents and energies to the cause of the divine or remain on the sidelines from failing to get the message or taking it seriously, that you are needed to be a force for good and not a bystander in such an important contest between good and evil. Well, Creator didn't waste any time in this particular episode. A lot of times he'll... He'll put out the, uh, we need you, you need to make a decision at the end of the show. But uh, here we are in the second question, and that, that has already come forward. So, <laughs> Well, we're on, the, we're on the line, all of us, and most don't know it yet. No. We're trying to spread the word. That's hard enough. Yes, but it is. here we are. We're doing our best. Doing our best, but we, we just strive to do better. U.S. Creator, is there any parallel in the relationship between Anakin Skywalker and his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi? And the relationship between Lucifer and Michael the Archangel. All right. And Creator tells us, inevitably, in any setting where there is a confrontation by beings who differ in their orientation and their relative divine alignment or corruption, as the case may be, this is a prescription for a drama of some kind to unfold. People who have strayed from the divine path through seeking greater personal power We'll find many in better alignment who will take them on, confront them, and question what they are doing and how they are doing it. And this becomes a kind of test for both parties. For the corrupted individual, it becomes a test of strength. And they will want to see if they can prevail and win out as the stronger party using power as the means because it is what they have come to believe needs to be the goal. The lesson in this is not to ignore the would-be teacher, nor to conquer and subdue them and eliminate them as competition, thinking one has outdone them and deserves to gain the upper ground and be in a dominant position of authority, but to understand that one will always be on a learning path and you will never be done if you aspire to greatness of a true sort. So if you exhaust the resources of a teacher and begin to feel there is nothing more to learn from them, all that means is you need to find a better teacher because there will always be someone of greater attainment, greater knowledge and wisdom who will be able to teach you many things you still do not fully grasp. And that is the best way to proceed in life, not to conquer someone who threatens your superiority, but learn from them what makes them strong. And if it is based on divine wisdom, 
adopt it oneself. And you will not only become their equivalent in strength, but may be catapulted to even greater accomplishments, insight, and growth in wisdom yourself, taking you far beyond your would-be competitor, who in actuality can be a servant in an endless journey of learning and growth. Well, there's there's no doubt that we are seeing a grand galactic-wide drama in terms of beings exploring limits and potentials and attempting to grow either through the dark path or the the divine path. Um, We sit back and look at it all and see all the the suffering that it causes and wonder why, but we know why. This is uh, the divine human experiment, Carl, and the, the conquering of evil is what really is the stake here. Well, it's a big drama and a big issue and a big challenge to us. But we've been told we can do this, and it is, it is why we were created. That's an interesting story. We can't take time to, to share with you. But this has been going on for many, many billions of years now by our predecessors, a series of civilizations created to do this very thing, to be a starter group, fresh from the light, freshly in the fray to bring forward divine wisdom to conquer evil. Yes, and and the, the, the parallel to the Jedi has been made. Creator suggested it directly, that we are a small band, you know, taking on a large empire, essentially. And yeah, just it, as I mean, it's the exact parallel. We're the yeah. Jedi Knights. We are the Jedi Knights. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, you know, brings a smile to my face. It's humorous on the one hand and deadly serious on the other, you know. Well, it sounds a little silly, you know, uh, but the idea of this mysterious force is, you know, quite parallel to the sense that people have. There is a God. Yes. There's something out there you can call on, and then good things will happen. Right, if, right. If things line up in your way. And this this is this is the mysterious ineffability of the divine being in the background, leaving the direct work to us. Yes. But it's how the system works. And it's well, a it parallels, it parallels the force so powerfully, you know, in the in the movie, right? Because you had to have faith in order to use the force, right? If you did if you didn't have faith in the force, force wasn't available to you. Exactly. And then the force only assisted you. It didn't do it for you. You know. Um, so we see those same parallels even in what we've learned from Creator about how to conquer our own problems in life as well as the problems that go beyond the Earth and the, and the greater galaxy and even the universe for that matter. Yeah. So, uh, you The know, divine works through human intention. Yes. And that's the parallel with the, the force employed by the Jedi Knights. It's, it's their intention for whatever they needed to have done, whether to raise something up or pull a lightsaber to their hand when they were caught in the grip of a predator. It, it's their intention that put that power to work. And so it is today with, with, with God. It, our yes. intention is all powerful. Absolutely. And absolutely critical because we have asked the question before about the power of prayer and what we're really doing. And 
we're making a request, but we're also in a very real sense giving permission to the divine to intervene because we are in charge here. This is this is our problem to solve. Yep, unfortunately, that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> but check out getwisdom.com to figure out how to solve the problem because that's what we're all about. Uh, you can check out the Like Burger Healing Protocol, which is the number one tool we have for doing that very thing. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's segment of Get Wisdom. And uh, we are talking about creator's lessons on Darth Vader and the Star Wars Empire. Uh, Turns out that Star Wars has a lot more truth than most people realize or even begin to realize. I mean, it's it's really startling, uh, the parallels that Creator draws for us that match up so well with Star Wars. I mean, it's I, I'm still dumbfounded. I've been looking at this for quite a while now, Carl. Well, it, it explains why the cultural interest in extraterrestrials you know, the science says they don't exist. There's no possibility they could ever even come here. We see no sign of any sort of interstellar communications going on anywhere. So what's the big deal? Why focus on that? Why do screenplays about putative ETs and their doing? Well, it turns out they're, they're, it's not just a kind of wacky science fiction genre that has a sort of unique feel because it's kind of otherworldly. There is a reality that ETs not only exist, they're interacting with us. They're running our world and they're threatening to destroy it. And it's being kept secret and it's being done from behind the scenes. And it leaks through in various ways, intuitively, to people. And George Lucas, who wrote the screenplays for the Star Wars series, was shown things in his mind by God. And, and so this is what we're talking about. Yes, it's, it's amazing stuff. You ask creator, in Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back, Yoga, Yoda 
not yoga. Yoda says to Luke Skywalker, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. What is creator's perspective? All right. This is what creator said. This is a good illustration of why important divine principles are touched on again and again in popular culture with a depth of meaning and importance going far beyond their appearance in a fictional concoction done as an entertainment, ostensibly. So you are quite correct about the fact that this entire series of productions in the Star Wars genre is here for a purpose, was divinely inspired and divinely guided to reveal great truths about the meaning of life and the pursuit of victory for the light, for the forces of good against the forces of evil. That is not a historical tale or a fictional future scenario that could never come to pass, but a time-honored struggle engaged in again and again at all levels of society by human beings wanting to serve the cause of the divine and being opposed by interlopers corrupting them and many around them, tempting them with evil choices and designs. The greatest risk a human being can experience setting them up for such outside corruption is to be in a state of fear. The caution you quoted underrepresents the true dynamics and the dual mechanism in which it can undermine a human being and ultimately lead to their destruction. The depiction of fear as a corruption leading to anger and hatred deserves some further analysis. It is a quite human reaction when one is threatened to become angry because they are being treated so unfairly as to put them in danger in some way, whether it is a physical assault that is looming or perhaps an attack on their reputation that could harm them materially in remaining an effective functioning member of an organization or group or place of employment and so forth. But the transition from righteous anger to hatred is going back down a slippery slope, leading to further disempowerment, because it takes something away from divine alignment in doing that, and will result in a weakening as well. If one turns into a perpetrator in response to an act of evil done against them, one is being lowered to the same level, and the end result is they are no better than their aggressor who has wronged them. This is the problem in fighting fire with fire, responding in an over-emotional way, which is often a consequence of feeling powerless and becomes the only weapon one can turn to in such situations when there is a lack of belief and personal wherewithal or a lack of resources to engage with others, to have strength in numbers or other strategies that could help gain the upper hand without resorting to overstepping moral and ethical boundaries. The second mechanism making fear such a personal danger to put one's future at risk is that in a state of fear, you become disconnected from the divine because of the low state of vibration it creates within. It is actually a state of being that is incompatible with divine love because fear is a shrinking back a shrinking away from love in fullest expression and a disempowerment of major proportions. 
The application of love to someone in a state of fear cannot happen because the two are incompatible. So there must be a more indirect approach taken by the divine in wanting to help someone in that state of being. Being fearful may not weaken belief in the divine in all cases, but it greatly erodes belief in the self because someone in a state of terror becomes completely disempowered. So really, that extreme fear is a diagnostic indicator that one has become truly helpless. And the divine is then blocked from assisting because we cannot override a human choice to be diminished and to be powerless if that is what you choose to be. Even as a default mode from something forced on you of evil origins, it will not matter if you are deserving and innocent. What matters is the energy you are holding and how we can interact, what we can offer in the way of help and assistance, at least in a timely way. Helping someone overcome a state of helplessness can be a long-term major project in and of itself and is one of the greatest barriers to getting swift and timely divine assistance when one might be in peril and time is of the essence. Wow. I mean, I think this is one of the most profound passages creators ever offered. And that's saying a lot, but there is so much to unwind here. It is unbelievable. Just one sentence here. The application of love to someone in a state of fear cannot happen because the two are incompatible. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, that that statement is one you could take and sit down and think about for hours, probably. Um, but there's a lot here. It goes on to say, so there must be a more indirect approach taken by the divine in wanting to help someone in that state of being. Fear is a big problem, people, and people really need to think strong and long and hard on it, I think. Well, and, and we're not taught this. No. And of course, there there aren't good solutions in our culture. No, there's and not. one needs a divine connection to have the strengthening that can bring. So it doesn't mean, you know, you're down and out and there's no way back. It only means there's some work to do. There's always a path back to the light. This is what we do to help people with healing. And many of them are suffering that dilemma. They don't believe in, in themselves much more right. than... It's a problem of believing in a divine being. They don't believe in themselves. They think, you know, it's hopeless. Yes, and one thing we've learned is that you have to have belief in yourself in addition to profound belief in creator and the divine. The two go hand in hand. If you, you can't have one without the other, it won't work. Yeah. And uh, that, that's, gonna, that's a difficult take-home message, I think, for a lot of people. Because they really, they really don't feel like they're up to the task, you know, the that they're too helpless and, and don't aren't strong enough and they need somebody to come kind of do it for them, you know, and well, that's, that's not the path. <laughs> Wish it was. Yoda's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. That's very, very well portrayed. U.S. creator George Lucas commented on Anakin Skywalker's beliefs that fueled his decision to pursue the dark side and become Darth Vader. Anakin's rationalization was, Everyone is after power. Even the Jedi are after power. Therefore, he thinks, they're all equally corrupt now. In the movie Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin is fighting his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, in response to Kenobi saying, Anakin, Tensler Palpatine is evil. 
Anakin says, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Is this the widespread perspective of the evil that everyone is chasing power and all are equally corrupt? Therefore, it is duplicitous and hypocritical for anyone to think of themselves as not inherently evil. What is creator's perspective? All right. Creator says... What this is describing, indeed, is a shallow view of existence, and a good way to characterize it is the human-level perspective of power and control and what constitutes success in life, and the path and strategies one needs to embrace to become successful and achieve a level of attainment that will bring rewards and tangible benefits, in particular, security and safety for oneself and those one cares about and has under their wings, so to speak. The evil person will never be satisfied because they are trading love for power in effect in using the wrong currency, the wrong tools, the wrong kind of energy to get what they want, and in the process are lowering themselves karmically and vibrationally as well and will become much more dependent emotionally on power as an answer to every problem, when it is a blunt tool indeed in the absence of good intentions. The corruption described in that saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely, is really another way of recognizing that with the increase of power, the individual becomes increasingly hollow of those attributes that truly count. Namely, the ability to give and receive love as a priority always and how one conducts oneself and engages with others in the course of life to conduct their affairs. The more devoid of love you become, the more shallow and empty will be your existence. And any kind of power you attain will be fleeting and a pyrrhic victory that will just as surely lead to your downfall because it is built on a house of cards that lacks substance and, if nothing else, will be undermined by the law of karma, seeking restitution for all you have done to outwit, outfight, and overpower others to get ahead, leaving pain and suffering in your wake that will be your obligation forever to repay until it is achieved. Because love is the greatest power of the universe, those in divine alignment can naturally use love as a force for good and will see the benefit in assisting everyone in a loving way, without jealousy, without envy. That is a world that can grow in joyous ways and will be devoid of strife and war and replaced with happiness and excitement and eager participation in which people will strive to outdo one another, to give of themselves in service to the greater good, because all will be receiving rewards commensurate with their kindness and their exhibitions of love. And that will be seen to by the law of karma just as surely as they will suffer through acts of evil. That will be a world of greater balance, purpose, and divine alignment that will serve all, and all will be rewarded. You ask, Creator, the attraction between Anakin Skywalker and Padme, his love interest, is quite intense. The fate of Padme and Anakin's overwhelming desire to be with her incentivized his quest for power at any cost to himself and ultimately even the galaxy itself. One One would not ordinarily think that such love could be such a corrupting influence. 
What is creator's perspective? Creator says, this is a common dilemma for the warrior. Every generation who sees the men go off to war notes the pain and suffering, the level of sacrifice represented by those leaving loved ones to journey off to foreign lands and perhaps never return. So the message from a divine perspective of the tension here between duty and giving up an intense love relationship is showing the contrast between the ideal and the consequences of having to reckon with depravity so that the viewer feels the pain and sees the contrast. The lesson in this is not that love must be a second-tier experience, but that something is seriously wrong with the world when one even has to make such a choice. That is what is out of alignment. The fact that war is looming and seems like a rational choice to pursue. That is not to say one can never serve one's country if they are able to indulge in a love relationship. The true goal needs to be solving the problem of evil for all time, So generation after generation of humans do not have to choose between love and depravity in how they spend their time. I just love the way Crater says that, you know, that there's something seriously wrong with the world when someone even has to make such a choice. And it's like, amen, God, (laughs) you know, Uh, absolutely. Just, just, you know, no, no argument here. Well, this is quite a fork in the road to continue with evil worsening, worsening, worsening everything or heal it enough that we get a breather and then get raised up with greater yes. healing still. And it's the application of love. You know, what's not to like here? We're not proposing a war. We're not saying, okay, we got to go grab a weapon and get assigned a post because there's a war with the ETs We're saying reach out to God, creator, Allah, whatever you choose to call it, holy source of all that is, and ask for deliverance. Ask for everyone to be raised up and everything to be raised up. That will heal. And that will give the divine our intentions, and that will be the fuel to do healing needed to get the knee off our neck. Yes. Well, we've been told time and time again that we're in charge down here and that God has the wherewithal to come in and solve all these problems, but will not do it without our invitation because, again, we're in charge. So, And we have to have confidence in ourselves to make that request that we're worthy of God's intercession. And that's a big problem in its own right. Check us out at GetWisdom.com. Download the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook. Empowered Prayer ebook. Get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer, because we say that prayer is the key to solving all these problems. So learn how to pray effectively. And that that if you can do nothing else, download that ebook, getwisdom.com slash prayer, and you'll be a long way towards being a very potent problem solver in this world today. We'll be right back with a final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? 
Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom, where we're looking at creators' lessons on Darth Vader and the Star Wars Empire. Uh, once again, you wouldn't think that, that this would be such a, a, a wealth of uh, divine insights and lessons, but boy, it sure is. There's just so much going on here, it's unbelievable. Well, it's it's an object lesson in power, duty, divine wisdom and its application and the choice and what fuel to use to yeah. empower your life and to guide your choices. And from a pragmatic standpoint, it's an important series of lessons because there really isn't in human history too very much that parallels this, you know. Um, it, it seems really out there, and it is, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, there's not too many history books you can study and come away with the impression that we are being threatened by an extraterrestrial civilization of gargantuan size and power, you know. But the Star Wars saga says that very thing, so that's why it's so important. You ask creator, negative karma is many things, but principally, its purpose is to incentivize the being to somehow escape the suffering it entails. The divine goal and hope are that the being will be incentivized to pursue greater divine alignment and wisdom rather than greater levels of power along with greater levels of cunning and skill to more successfully pursue, maintain, and further power over circumstances and other beings. Does karma create the incentive to pursue a solution but not dictate on its own just what solution and what path the being will pursue? Is that left up to the free will choice of the being? What is creator's perspective? Right, and Creator tells us, we would say this is largely correct. That is why there are many circumstances that arise which appear to be a punishment in the return of a karmic consequence for a rash act or misjudgment. This is simply an automatic readjustment to force those involved to recalibrate their life in a way to repay an obligation of some kind because they will begin to feel the pinch and then must take steps to heal what is wrong or risk compounding it in some way. So this is not an arbitrary black or white, all or nothing, life in bliss or a death sentence imposed by an angry God, but a greatly refined and nuanced reshaping of energetic possibilities and choices brought into play that motivate people to take action that will further their life journey hopefully with an improved direction 
through positive choices rather than a continued or even greater decline in surrendering to false solutions, weak actions, or even greater corruption in the choices to respond. Life is a test every day in every way because karma is always a factor in everything that happens. If not the karma of an individual existence in what is happening at the moment with the looping of time bringing energies back around to be a source of influence, then the broader culture, the environment, the location one is in and everything about it and others one interacts with and their personal karma that will create dilemmas for them as well in having to respond to a challenge that occurs. This testing is a seasoning. It is a process of maturation through being in the flow and flux of energies directly oneself with all that entails, putting oneself at risk, in fact, by going on record with all that happens, showing forever how well you did, how well you handled yourself, because it will be possible to trace the thread of existence through all the ups and downs, and this will be on file. Again, the purpose is not to shame or punish, but to assist the self as well as others with greater understanding and the resources to always have a way to find the truth of things because the truth is always recorded, whether good, bad, or ugly, and is independent of bias or prejudice or ignorance of the participants. It is the duty of the law of karma to teach all what they miss along the way by returning the truth to them in some form. So a person will reckon with past errors and make a course correction for the better or suffer a greater penalty until they do. Finally, one day, figure out a better way to proceed. There is always a path to divine alignment available to everyone. The challenge is to be able to see it. And have the wherewithal to take that path, as it will not always be the easiest one at first. If you work at this and avail yourselves of the possibility of divine healing, there is no limit to what you can overcome. That is the beauty of the system, because the power has been within you all along, but you did not know it. So the story of Darth Vader nicely reflects the fact that none are too far gone for redemption to save them. If love can be brought to bear in a timely fashion and in an effective way to open their heart. This is the challenge for humanity, to heal your tormentors and would-be destroyers. They have a desire to eliminate you. The best way you can save them is to heal them so they stand down to withdraw and leave you be. That will allow you to heal and rise higher, and you will be in your glory and prevail for all of time. Having learned the lessons of evil and turned it into acts of divinity beyond measure. Okay, this should be on a plaque, Carl, and maybe someday it will be. This one statement right here. There is no limit to what you can overcome. That, that says it right all right there. It's amazing. Well, there might be a little legwork involved. So <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> wishful thinking does not make it so. Right. But thoughtful action, backed by wisdom, yes. will make it so. 
But it's a hopeful statement. It's incredibly yes. hopeful that no matter how far you've fallen, there's a way back. There's well, as dark as, it is, as dark as all this is, the point of it is to speak truth. And it's speaking truth to power. The power yes. is us. The power is within, a, within us, has been all along. We didn't know it. So creator's here to tell us, you know, you guys have the ball. You can choose to run with it now. <laughs> Better get going. <laughs> or you can choose to cover up and be piled upon. So. <laughs> and you get nowhere. It's all your choice. Hopefully you'll choose to move it down the field. That's what we're trying to do, Carl. U.S. creator, it is hard to see how one like Emperor Darcidius, which was uh, the Emperor Palpatine, can ever return to divine alignment. Can we reignite the potential for good in the depraved being and offer them a way out? Can Creator share with us how Empowered Prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can save even the most depraved of the fallen? Right, and Creator tells us, you are thinking along the right lines here, that the answer for the human dilemma is to become a teacher of those who would destroy you. If you can reach them with a lesson presenting a differing choice than your destruction, in a way they will see a greater wisdom and benefit to themselves, it can be a win-win. Allowing you to survive as a species and make a small incremental upward adjustment in their own path, turning back towards divine alignment, at least enough to spare your lives for the time being, back towards divine alignment, and that may be enough to enable your escape and ascension enabling you to continue your existence. You can continue working to heal those who have tormented you, but do so from the light being realm and never again becoming a physical being in harm's way and at risk of being corrupted again and having to go back through a prolonged period of enslavement and torment with the challenge to find a way through it without going under the Lightworker Healing Protocol is designed specifically to help you achieve victory in the contest between good and evil. It has all the ingredients needed to heal your perpetrators as well as yourselves. By concentrating on the former as a priority, given the short timeline, needing this to be done in order to save you from a planned annihilation, there is no time to waste in applying yourselves to the task at hand. To embrace the Lightworker Healing Protocol and learn its component parts and purposes and begin doing healing sessions to make the divine requests for upliftment of all, especially the perpetrators, that healing will be amplified and leveraged greatly by the divine realm. And if enough of you are motivated to embrace the cause you will win the day, and the divine human experiment will end up being successful and stand for all of time as the greatest of human achievements. Failure to do so can create every bit as spectacular a negative consequence. The choice is yours. Unlike the Star Wars saga, with the perils faced by the Jedi warriors taking on the evil empire, Yours is not a war of weapons and combat. Your war is to be conducted in the privacy of your own mind and heart, using the Lightworker Healing Protocol as the weapon. And the Divine Realm, as the force for good, you have the power to bring to bear on your behalf, 
to right the wrongs of history and raise up the dark ones. So they will leave you alone and allow you to continue your growth, expansion, and ascension to a higher realm of existence. That is your destiny if you choose to work in achieving it. If you remain in a state of inaction and complacency, you will lose the chance and forfeit the reward. This is a test, and the reality of those dark choices make it only important, not only important, but all too real in its significance and its relevance to you personally, because it will influence everything and everyone you know and care about in a positive or a negative way, as decided by you in whether you make your life count in ways that matter or stay on the sidelines and be destroyed. Well, it's this, you know, obviously is a grand saga of warfare, but there's a lesson that we learned about General Patton and the prayer that he issued to his troops where we had nearly 200,000 people saying the same prayer, and the result was the weather cleared and the Allies won a, a battle that basically won the war for the side of the light against the darkness. That's what a fundamental difference prayer can make in the fate of humanity. It's already made a difference in the fate of humanity. Humanity has already been spared because of prayer, Carl. And this is the message that we're giving you today. You need to get on board with this. Learn about empowered prayer. And if you can, learn about the Lecture Healing Protocol and practice it because it can save the world, literally. Well, that is its purpose. And if you don't want to bother learning enough to use the protocol, because it is intricate, it has many steps, and some of it requires a little bit of learning and knowledge so you understand what intention you need to hold as you're doing it. But you can get healing sessions done by get wisdom practitioners for yourself and others. And get them in the program. So the protocol will be working on their behalf and working on the greater good of all in parallel. That's the beauty of it. It's leveraged in a way you can work on yourself, include your family and all of humanity and the perpetrators as well as a high priority, which is the only way we'll get through this. If we have to heal the perpetrators enough to get the time to heal the rest of us. But the good news is, is that we don't have to do that exclusively. We can work on ourselves in addition to working on the perpetrators. When using the Lightworker Healing Protocol, we we <laughs> we, caught, we solve a lot of problems with one protocol session. And that's the beauty of it. It's multitasking. Yeah. And unfortunately, much of religion right now is beside the point. Because people aren't paying much attention to the big picture. They don't have the fundamental knowledge about the reality of things and what is going on and what is at stake. They don't know what to pray for and they're not doing it. No. And so it's the people who hear this message who are the, in the position to save and heal the world. It's a small band of Jedi's, small but band here of we Jedi's. are and you can we, join us. We need you very much. So we invite you to do so and get, get checking out getwisdom.com to learn more about all that. That's it for this week's get wisdom. Thanks, everybody. Really appreciate your jargons. Be well. Thank you for listening today. 
Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 